I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Now it's time for us all to decide who we are. Do we fight for the right to listen to Crime Club now? Have you asked of yourself what's the price you might pay? Would you prefer your tank top in black, blue or grey? The wrongings of the world grow wronger. Day by day Crime A truly awful act Love A place for boys and girls Crime Confess your sins to Jack Love He'll show them to the Hello listener, welcome to Crime Club. I'm Jack Beaumont, a.k.a. the reverberating invertebrate, a.k.a. the third sexiest general assistant in the new Crossgate Sainsbury's warehouse, a.k.a. the Wolf of Woolwich. Rachel Seamus is back. First he's going to tell you about working on a weed farm, then smuggling weed, then Mardi Gras antics, after which you may notice the acoustics change. That's because we jump to our second recording, which took place about a week after the first. There's some fucking crows in the background, which I hope you don't find too annoying. I've got man like Cornelius to try and make them quieter. Big up to him. Anyway, here it is. This time when I worked in a weed farm outside uh, San Francisco, and a friend of mine to the pedicabs as well, that guy Dale, said, yo, I was fucking trimming weed last year, man. I was fucking making good money. Between October and November, it goes uh, you know, it's two. What are we getting? We're getting two hundred dollars a pound to, to trim weed. So it's like sixteen ounces a pound. So we're getting two hundred dollars. So you do feed two, and you can make four hundred a day, one and a half, three hundred a day. So it was, it was good money, but it was tiring because your shoulders, your muscles, everything sore because you're fucking. Trimming, 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 trimming. You're trimming the weed, you know. And this is back when it was because now you can smoke weed in, in California as far as Well, this is going back 2006, seven. So it's definitely still illegal back yeah,
Americans are so fucking. There's a cop there, they won't fucking notice it. But there's someone that's not a cop, they fucking torture and think he's a fucking cop. You know, the way they fucking think. So, they didn't believe me, right? So they blindfolded me, man, for 45 fucking minutes to this fucking weed farm. Fair enough, I don't give a fuck. Sometimes it's better to be blindfolded. Blindfolded, then I sound, that's crap. I don't give a fuck where the fuck it is, I'm coming back. But I think people come back, rob it, whatever. So I, I used to trim the weed, like, on my, because I was getting sore, my muscles getting sore. So there's got to be a fucking better way for doing this, man. So I used to lie on my back with a pillow and have a towel over my chest and I just trim the weeds like that. <laughs> and let it fall on your tits and then gather it up. And it can fall down on, 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 on the on the towel. On the towel, and yeah. it, you know, you just trim, that's it, man. That's it. So it was much easier. Like, it was running the farm. This fucking crazy hippie woman that ran out of cash fucking uh, to pay us. And then, uh, what the fuck, how many kilos was she short? She wound up giving us like 10 kilos of weed, bro, right? And uh, we. She's giving you that as payment or is giving yeah, you that as a treat? As, as, no, as payment because she couldn't fucking, she ran out of cash to pay. There's a lot of old, old hippies like that have like farms, weed farms in California. A lot of them all up in the mountains and shit, you don't even know. All like fucking hidden up there. There's so many of the people there that be fucking that have like shit all the plants. All of them would be like outdoor too. They'll be growing like good fucking outdoor smoke. Like, and you'd be trimming, all you'd be doing is just fucking trim, 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 you know, fucking trim. That's all you're doing, man. Fuck, you know. But uh it was um it was fun but then she wound up shortening some money and then we had to fucking go, what the fuck are we gonna do with ten fucking kilos of fucking smoke? We were in Calais, we have to go for to fucking New York. We decided we fucking got a mattress. And put the weed into a mattress. And ten keys? Can you fit ten keys in your mattress? Yeah, of course you can. Will it get to spare? <laughs> you get this fucking double mattress. Of course you can. You can put more into it. <laughs> you kind of lose sense of what weighs what. But I mean, ten kilos—that's like a seventh of my body weight. And I guess you could definitely, yeah. Of course you could spread that across a fucking double mattress. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We had to drive it across to fucking New York with the ten fucking kilos, man. We had a rule that we didn't fucking smoke. We had rolled a few joints to kind of last us, to take us over, but we didn't smoke weed in the car. That is, didn't I mean, smoke. that's got to be your first protocol as far as rules concerned. You're smoking 10 kilos. You think about it, right? It was funny, like, we were outside the fucking, outside this petrol station, and then fucking uh, cop car pulls up, you know, and all the weeds in the mattress, like, but not in the car. So, you you, you know, you probably had looked in the car, Where's the mattress on top or something? On top. Oh, okay. so, uh, what, what vehicle is it, by the way? It's like a, um, what do you call it? Like a, not a Chrysler, not a, what is it? Yeah, Chrysler, like Chrysler Chevy kind of. Chrysler Chevy van. Yeah. No, 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 no. It was like a, like a soccer mom's kind of, kind of yoke. HEV or some shit. Yeah, SUV. yeah, yeah, yeah. It had four doors at the back. You could flap it out to like a bed kind of a thing. So this is quite a high tension point in the story. So have you done anything to negate the smell of all the ten keys in the fucking? Oh yeah, everything was all wrapped up and shit like that. Oh, okay, yeah. it's all stuffed inside the fucking mattress. So is it, is it ponging at all? Or can you not smell fuck all? Oh, you couldn't smell it. Cause it was on the roof. Think yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah. If you had it in the car, probably you, you know. But you had it on the roof. Right. So you were really going to have. As uh, cops pulled up at a petrol station. Pulled up at this petrol station, man. We were in. The kind of we could see them fucking have a little fucking look. You know, in the in the in the car, but didn't see anything. We hadn't didn't have anything, man. And uh, fucking, because sometimes we we 
you know, if we had we had some raw joints, we pre we timed it like how many joints we're going to need for the thirty six hours because we're going to be going in and out of the mattress, taking out shit. Yeah, very sensible. Yeah, <laughs> you're going to get fucking nabs, you know. And and uh, fucking we just had a few joints and then we were smoking weed out of an apple as well. But I've got a little you're smoking on the highway though, you know. The thing is, like in certain states in, in America, which is let's say Virginia, the motherfuckers, man. They just said if it's 55 miles an hour, you're doing 56, they pull you over. The fuckers, the fuckers, the fuckers, man. It's like one of the worst because it's it's a state where everything's going through it and everything's coming out of every. You know what I mean? It's just one of those states where if you have to go to California, you got to go to Virginia. You know, if you got to. You know, if you're coming from Florida, New York, or, or either way, you're yeah. going through Virginia. Coast to coast, you're going yeah. through fucking Virginia. Yeah, it's yeah. a kind of fucking kind of a place, like. But um, yeah, we made it through, man. You know, made it through, got over. Because what's the end game, though? Because obviously you're getting it there. But have you, have you got an idea in mind of what you're gonna do when you get to the East Coast? Yeah, well, he had contacts, I had contacts, you know, and we sold it then, basically, you know, sold it, sold it down to. You know, some guy. We, obviously, we didn't know people who were going to take it. You know, we had ten, so we had five keys each. So it took took me. I think it took me about two months to probably sell it. Two months, because sometimes you're doing, shrink, are you doing shrink value. Are you doing a bit bump down or what? Yeah, we're just selling ounces, man. Yeah, ounces. Ounces man. for how many dollars? It's talking. Let's say what we're doing then. We're doing three. 350 an ounce 350 an ounce and now yeah. we're going to get into the fucking conversion rate because I'm trying to calculate how many yeah. how much cash you had in the fucking mattress if you were to convert it you were talking but Jesus Christ if it was the same weed Cali weed now fucking hell you'd be talking at least 60 60, 70 thousand yeah 60, pounds, 70 grand, yeah pounds worth at least yeah you have to have confidence in yourself as well that you're going to do it I mean it was uh you know, a black guy and a white guy in a car. You know, guys must be up to no good. <laughs> Crime Club. As long as you don't fucking speed, or don't speeding and then having a joint, which is completely fucking retarded. You know, you gotta just do sensible things. Don't wear baseball caps. Don't do things that's going to draw attention. And you'll be fine. And I've, I've driven from fucking all over, man. Fucking working Texas rodeos and shit and fucking... Let's just... go back to that journey, though. So that, that, the course of that journey, West Coast to East Coast, right? Mm. So what's it's a 36-hour journey. 36-hour journey. Um, is your stress level going down the closer you get? Yeah. Well, once I get past Virginia, <laughs> I was like, I hate this state. I knew it's a cunt of a state. Get, get past Virginia, we'd be fucking okay because it's a cunt of a state. So, on the approach to Virginia, is stress levels rising? Yeah, it's just as long as I just don't. Fu- Dude, we were that fucking paranoid, right? Because it takes about two something hours just to get out of through Virginia. It's a big fucking state. We didn't even smoke a joint, dude, to Virginia. We actually, I was that paranoid that. Fuck it, I made sure it was gone a couple of hours before we got through fucking Virginia to smoke of a joint, you know? And Did you get pulled over in Virginia? No. But I have been pulled over in Virginia. Yeah. I have. I have, all right, yeah. We got pulled over one time. We are going to work in a NASCAR race. Of course, I wasn't drinking, but my friend was. He drank, like, fucking 14 bottles of cider or something like that. It was like a, it was like a six-hour drive or something like that. Bottles everywhere, man. Cop pulls us over. And it's like... You know, you were speeding back there. I said, was it? 
fucking realised I was speeding at all, man, you know? Because you guys been drinking, huh? <laughs> he was rubbing his fucking hands like this. He's like, you guys been drinking, huh? I said, no, man, I've been drinking. He has, because I haven't been drinking at all. He goes, well, you're over here, man. You're going straight to jail. I said, no problem, man. Fucking maybe do the walk, the bend, fucking this way, that way. I was like, come on, bro. I have a fucking bad knee, man. It's like fucking down this way. You're right, man. You failed everything now, so what's kind of just the front tires? You're a fucking, fucking Virginia cop take. And then I was like, yeah, blow all zero. It's like, have you taken any drugs, anything? I said, no, man. You really don't want to fucking do me that bad? Like, what's the matter with you? You're from Ireland. I like Ireland. Have you been? No. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck, dude? You fucking guys are fucked in the head. Fucked in the head, man. <laughs> he gives us a ticket for, like, my indicator and then uh, something else and he just let it go but in the meantime my friend Vinny panicked he had some XC tablets on him he took the three and a half XC tablets right so he's like fucking out of his fucking mind I said bro what the fuck take all the XC I panicked man with the cops you know I said fuck's sake so we're going to the NASCAR right to do the pedicabs the rickshaws and Vinny had never done rickshaws before and I had to train him how to ride a rickshaw off his head in ecstasy. Because <laughs> we were working that morning. I would have been like... I, would have, I think I would have sacked it off pretty quick. It's crime club, you fucking back to front. All of television history is contained within the box of delights. It was happening in front of us. Incredible. In our living rooms. It was amazing. Guests pick their favourite television moment and tell us why they love it. And is this the episode where Daisy's just been for the interview at the Woman's Magazine? Flaps. That's it, Flaps. Yeah. Named one of Radio Time's best podcasts of the year. I don't understand people who don't see the joy in drawing the curtains, a mug of hot chocolate and something nice on TV. Like, what could be nicer than that? Than having a snuggle. Exactly. Nostalgia in bite-sized chunks. Box of delights from Great Big Owl. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. 
For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. What was Hurricane Katrina in New Orleans? Oh, well, it was Bush's president, so it would have been between 2000 and 2008. I think it was maybe 2006. Six, yeah. Right. Hurricane Katrina was in October, November. We worked at that February couple of months later no permits why'd you go down there to work the mardi gras okay mardi gras you know it's money man first year i worked it was really good we're doing seven eight hundred dollar days boom 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 really good second year we worked it we had um some problems with the fucking the uh taxi commission bunch of fucking fuckers man looking for us man trying to lock us up and throw us in jail because we weren't meant to be working there but what story was it two stories to tell one time when I was going to Florida, I got stuck in a fucking kind of hurricane, right? And it was me, this fella called the Texas Diddler. Diddler? Yeah. I didn't they had the word Diddler in the States. That's what, <laughs> I like that word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Texas Diddler's a great title as well. <laughs> okay, now why, why did he get that name? You know? My friend from um, Manchester put the name on him. When we were working in Fort Lauderdale. Oh, so Brits put the name Diddler on him? Because I was yeah, going to say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was nicknamed Texas Diddler, yeah. Real fucking... Racist Texas cowboy. Well, I was traveling with Roy. Roy was a black user. Kind of growing up, like, kind of very, like, you know, soft spoken, that gangster, you know. But the two of them didn't get on. And I used to listen to this fucking 16 hour journey from Florida to fucking New Orleans. These cunts going at each other back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. So we're there. We're fucking driving, man, right? We're two, your man Roy's going, ah, you're just a fucking, what was it, uh, what the fuck is he called? A trailer trash. Fucking no good fucking hillbilly. And was, oh, you're a fucking black fucking cunt. He goes, hey, Roy, if I were you, we're coming into Mississippi. There's some hanging trees over there. You should put your head down. The level of chat has gone to the um, to the most offensive possible. We're driving, man. Right? The weather is fucking terrible, man. I was tired, man, and I let fucking Roy drive. I fucking Roy drove fucking 120 miles the wrong direction. <laughs> Me and the Texas Indian were asleep. Texas Indian woke up and goes, Roy, where the fuck are you? I'm driving, man. Going to Texas. Man, we're not going to Texas. We're going to fucking Georgia or something. We're going all the wrong way. Big commotion. You stupid fucking fuck. What the fuck are you? That's what happens when I just drive the car. Jesus Christ. Fucking hell, then I ain't fucking drive, then I fucking drove. They're like, fucking, imagine like going like 100 miles, 120 miles, and then come back again. So we went like 200 miles just to get back in the right direction again. Hit the fucking hurricane, and the guy in the radio was like, If you're in a trailer home, if you're in a car, get out of there. It's like a serious fucking storm, man. We're like, Oh, fuck, what the fuck gonna do, man? See cars turned over, the trucks turned over the side of the road, right? Couldn't put it over the side of the road, man. Imagine going through. If you get your car washed, the washing machine, picture like that, trying to fucking drive. So, we thought we were fucked, man. So, what the fuck are we gonna do? Dylan goes, You got any that coke left? I said, Yeah. Some fucking blasting coke as we're driving. Probably helps with the alertness, though. <laughs> Roy's like, What are you guys doing? We're about to fucking die out here. You guys are sniffing fucking coke. I said, like, Hey, man, we're gonna fucking die. I might as well go out the fucking proper way, man. I said, Fuck it, dude. Fuck it, I said, I'm gonna go. What's the way I get caught and they find it on me? Just fucking do it, man. <laughs> it's like, so they were doing a pub. No, I couldn't drive with it, it was that bad. I put it, I gave it to the, 
Texas Diddler, he drove. Had it in neutral, bro. A big pickup truck. Driving in neutral, man. And we had the rickshaws strapped in the back. The lads, you know, they tied it up. I said, here, let me fucking tie that wrapper around again. I said, thank fuck, man, because I would have lost the fucking rickshaws, too. Driving, man, we just drove through that fucking storm, man. It was fucking mental. It was mental, like. How we got through was mad. Then we got in to New Orleans. And <coughs> we're meeting up with Reverend Tony. It was a fucking guy who had a church in New Orleans. Six foot six ex-blackjack dealer from Vegas. He had a church, like, where you go get married and shit. So he put us up in the church. We had a little hostel thing in the back. Did you know him before? You I never met him before in my life, but the diddler knew him, though. Right. Texas, Texas diddler. Texas diddler knew him. What's his name, Reverend what? Tony. Reverend Tony. Right, so he's put you up in the church, yeah. Then Reverend Tony gives us these permits put on the bikes. But they're parking permits. <laughs> but it's still used to them anyway. Fucking hell, Reverend Tony. <laughs> Sound like a bit of a donut so far. Was he a donut? Yeah, a bit of a donut, man, but it was tall, like. First thing, though, because obviously I listened to this before, because we were recording on a separate occasion, and so I know I listened to the first one. And I remember I should have asked, you see that geezer who you met? in prison that you knew before that strangled a cat yeah 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 did you yeah. ever ask why he strangled the cat yeah I did actually he just didn't like cats and he just basically just didn't fucking like this cat basically you was know? it his own cat no it was a hostel cat he did it in the hostel he strangled the cat in the, in the, in the hostel yeah. in the hostel you were staying where I was staying in yeah so did you ever get the reaction of the other people that worked at the hostel to him strangling their cat yeah, he just said he was just a crazy bastard. <laughs> just fucking stood like a cat, like, what the fuck? And then he was trying to put on, like, an Irish accent as well. Yeah, I remember you saying, yeah, this yeah, is the guy, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Just so people trying to like him better. So I hadn't seen him for, like, a couple of months, and then he was... Then I wanted to see him in jail then, you know? <laughs> he, was, yeah, he was the guy who had the chicken burger taken, yeah. Do you know... I'm trying to think, think of the murder scene of this cat, so, like, did they just find the cat strangled somewhere? And then he was like, oh, yeah, that was me. No, he was, seen, he was seen doing it by, by, by other people, you know? Fucking hell. Yeah, yeah. They gave him six months. Yeah. Well, months. I think that's yeah, probably... Yeah. I think that's... I mean, he deserves to go inside for that, for real. I think, uh, in my opinion. I mean, I'm not a big animal lover, but I think someone does probably deserve to go inside for that. Well, yeah. Are we going to strangle us, but after shooting it? Gary on my wayward club. I can tell you the one time when I got arrested in Cuba, I can tell you that one. And uh, that happened where two friends of mine from Belfast, I knew from Australia, were telling me that they were going to Cuba. Um, would I fancy meeting them? So he told me this on the Sunday. I booked it on the fucking Tuesday and I was going to Cuba on the Thursday. So I had to go through Bahamas, fly to Bahamas. And then I spent a night in Bahamas, and then I got another flight then going to Cuba from Bahamas, which was like one flight going out a day or something like that. So I had to get a visa to go to Cuba from Bahamas, so they give it to you at the airport, which is fucking great. And uh, got this fucking plane, this like fucking plane you see out of fucking Indiana Jones kind of fucking thing with propellers and shit, taking us, in, uh, taking us to fucking Cuba. I met this guy that was on the plane, 
who lived in fucking Miami, and he was going through the same way to Bahamas and stuff. And he goes, "Have you been to Cuba before?" And I was like, "No, no, never been to Cuba before." So I introduced to my cousin. He does Spanish and English, and you will be able to show you around like a tour guide. And I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, cool, 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 cheap, like ten dollars a day or something." You know? So that was grand anyway. So fucking get into Cuba at the airport, and of course the fucking I had like a shitload of stamps, man, on my Irish passport. They couldn't understand why he had so many fucking stamps. They're trying to think, was they a fucking agent or some fucking shit? Like, it was just all from fucking traveling and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Going to different countries and everything like that. So, my balls busted at the airport. Get into Cuba anyway. And, of course, back then it was all like, fucking when I was there, it was all like internet. So you got to get on the internet to tell him I'm fucking here and where you guys stay and everything like that. And... So met up with my my friends from Belfast and fucking oh we had a good old fucking session of fucking drinking man and fucking oh women fucking everywhere man it was just great man like we had like a like different girls every night it wasn't like what girl. was the secret to your pulling power over there you know it's like you'd be girls outside waiting for you to pay to get them in and once you fucking pay to get them in then she she's with you the whole night she's yours like so you can take her home whatever you want to do you know so anyway went out with the guy from Miami. The, the Cuban guy introduced his cousin and my two friends from Belfast and we're hitting like a rake of fucking clubs man and we hit this fucking one club man it was fucking women everywhere man right and we're getting like a bottle of rum for like fucking six quid for a bottle of fucking rum on the table giving all these girls fucking rum fucking having a great fucking time I'm fucking dancing anyway with these two girls fucking bitches pickpocket me man right I was like fuck man but like at the time you know, I, I know that not to carry all your shit with you at once, you know, and you couldn't take your credit cards because you couldn't withdraw more money from an American bank, you know. You, know, you have to just take cash. So I only took small bits of cash with me every time I went out. So while I was taking, I was fucking wired, man. I started turning over tables, everything. Next minute, fucking security came. I was fighting with the security. Get fucking kicked out. And uh, I was like, oh, fuck. Fuck, fuck, no wallet anyway. So we get it. We get a cab back to the fucking hotel where my friend Kevin was staying. We're just getting outside anyway. We're chatting to these girls, and there was like a an African guy that was there. And uh, I was saying how my wallet got pickpocketed in this club, but it was a shitload of chicas. He goes, Ah, you're fucking Irish. You just fucking lost it. I said, Fuck you, I lost it. I didn't fucking lose it. Man. I got pickpocketed. Then he was like, Fuck you too. We started fighting, man. Right. The two of us are punching the heads off each other. Next minute, fucking, who pulls up but a fucking army truck, right? With about fucking 24 Cubans with fucking guns, man. Right? Come out, man. Boom. Fuck. Put us in the back of a fucking, of a fucking big massive fucking truck. I'm sitting there with all these army soldiers with guns on them like this. I'm going, fuck, where are we going? Wouldn't even say anything, man. Well, they come specifically for you. They came to see us fighting. Yeah, yeah. The army. And they pulled over the truck. And next minute, all these fucking army dudes came That's out. Right. These cute military fucking Cuban guys came out. And they all fucking surrounded this man, held me down, held him down, arrested him. And then my, my friend from Belfast, so I'd pay, I'd pay to get my friend out. Not that guy, but this guy. <laughs> and they're like, no, you want to go? He's like, no, no, no. <laughs> He's like, fucking look. <laughs> And he goes and he tells the other lad, oh man, you never guess what happened, man. He fucking, he's after getting arrested, man, with his fucking, with all these Cuban armies. So I'm like, fuck. So anyway, I'm, I'm there in the, in the fucking truck and they, and they take me away. I'm looking over and I'm not in handcuffs, but the other guy's in handcuffs, the black guy. 
So anyway, we're there. They take me into the fucking this police fucking station, army barracks, whatever the fuck you want to call it. I'm sitting there in the fucking cell for a couple of hours. I have no money now, fucking nothing, like fuck. So I can't even like pay him off or nothing. I went, what the fuck I'm, I'm up for? So anyway, they call me in anyway. And it's this fucking Cuban guy sitting at a table. He starts talking to me in Spanish. I was like, no Espanol. And straight away he starts talking in English. It's like, okay. So he asked me what happened, you know. I started telling him the story, how my wallet got pickpocketed a whole lot and everything. And he's smoking a cigar. He goes, did the take your wallet? I says, no, he didn't take my wallet. I says, my wallet got pickpocketed in the club. I said, he didn't take it, it was taken. He goes, are you sure the didn't take the wallet? I'm like, oh, no, he didn't. If he did, I'd say he would, I would, but he didn't, you know? And he goes, okay, goes, you can go. I says, trash, yes. So I'm fucking coming out of the fucking place anyway. I get escorted out after like a couple of hours. It's like pitch fucking dark, man. I'm outside the station going, where the fuck do I fucking go? I have no money. I don't speak Spanish. <laughs> I'm like going, fuck, where the fuck do I fucking go now, man? So I'm thinking, oh my God, what am I going to fucking do? Walking up and down the street thinking, trying to get a taxi or something. But it's like pitch dark, so it's Cuba. So it's like a communist country, man, you know? There's like no lights, man. You're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. So who comes out? of the fucking station with the fucking African guy that I had the fight with. I said, I fucking saved your ass. He goes, yeah, I know you did. He says, you going back to the hotel part? I says, yeah. He gave me a ride back. Yeah, fucking mad. I got back to the hotel. Yeah, I was like, yeah, cheers, man. But I could have fucking, you know, strung him up and said, yeah, he did take me water, but he didn't take nah, me that's water. That's good of you. Yeah, I respect the fact you didn't. Every woman, every man Join the caravan of crime, it's crime club, it's crime club, it's crime club, everybody take a stand. Join the caravan of crime, it's crime club, it's crime club, it's crime club. You may have deduced that whilst impersonating a Cuban policeman, Seamus said the N-word twice. I do not believe there was any malice or intent to offend from him saying it. He was just telling the story, how it happened. But I beeped it out ultimately because I didn't feel comfortable leaving it in. As a white man, I'm not sure it's for me to decide whether it's okay to broadcast, even in context, and without malicious intent. That's my logic, anyway. But even beeped, it still serves the purpose of illustrating the level of institutional racism in this instance, in Cuba. Big up Seamus for not stitching up the African bloke as well. You love to see it. Crime Club does not condone flipping tables over in a bar on holiday, though. Uh, leave that to the English, please. Rickshaw Seamus. We'll be seeing him for Volume 3 in a couple of weeks. Next week is Karate Keith. Hit the description for more Crime Club content. Here's Airway Presence John Holmes to persuade you to enter Crime Club's back door. I wish you an instant free Christmas. There are notable chronicles of Narnia by C.S. Lewis, The Martian Chronicles by Ray Bradbury, The Chronicles of Riddick, that terrible 2004 film starring poor man's actor Vin Diesel. But to add to all of this, now come The Chronicles of Tarquin, Volume 4, with 
Jack Beaumont. Want some of it, do you? Well, it'll be on Patreon. You know, that thing every other sod does these days. It'll be on there from Monday the 1st of February 2021. Sign up, chuck Jack three quid to spend on heroin or whatever he does, and it'll be yours. What's more, at the end of each series of Crime Club going forward, there'll be an extra long bonus ep for Patreon Patreon types. Again, just three quid. And because Jack Beaumont is A, lazy, and B, work shy, that'll only be two series a year max, so that's just six quid a year. Do you want to slip into Crime Club's back door for six quid? Of course you do. Link is in the show description or Google Crime Club Backdoor Patreon Patreon. As C.S. Lewis himself wrote in The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe, his allegory of Christianity, get some of that in your ears, Aslan, you cut. Jumpers and bags Buy a tank top Ooh, ooh, baby Fucking tank top Get it all now Get your tank top at www.podcastmerch.co.uk GreatBigOwl.com Hello, I'm Chris England, and I'm here to tell you about the Fun Factory podcast, available now on Great Big Owl. Each time, I will be reading a couple of chapters of my novel, The Fun Factory, a historical comedy about the history of comedy, so it will kind of be like a free audiobook, which you can listen to at the gym, or jogging, or at your desk while pretending to do your job, or on the train, without the embarrassment of people seeing you actually reading a book like some kind of swat. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 